everyone, and welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. Remember how yesterday I almost said Crossroads Minute? Yeah. Yeah, so today I almost just skipped the intro entirely and went straight into what happens in this minute. So I, I watched that happen. Yep. I'm on... <laughs> fire tonight. I'm just, I'm doing great. It's minute 77, which begins with Mike and William cheersing to ancient history. Mm-hmm. And going through Denise saying, ah, cold floor, cold floor. <laughs> so. So, um, this starts with one of the payoffs, one of probably the best payoffs of a longer sort of setup. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, he says, uh, Mike is like, when was that anyway? In reference was, to William's speech that right, Mike tripped the him stupid for. stupid speech he had to make where he kind of sort of tripped him and everyone started laughing at him in school. And William drunkenly says, that was this morning at graduation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very good. Which is so funny, too, because I don't know about you, but when he says that line, I'm like, oh, right, graduation is a thing that happened today. <laughs> like... I forget that that was how the movie started. I didn't forget, but I think that's only because every week, five times a week, you do say graduation party classic. Yeah, I don't listen to myself almost at all. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, that's fantastic. And then Mike's like, oh yeah. So, hey, yesterday we talked about uh, how William got a Love Burger shirt. Mm -hmm. Today, the lead singer comes over and says, uh, sees if he can get a Love Burger shirt, you know, for nostalgia's sake. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, the, the guitar player that we've been calling T-shirt guy, uh-huh. um, up until this point, I forget, up in, like, every time we see him up until this point, I forget that I, I think of this, but with this, and I don't know if he has, in a, like, a deleted scene or something, been, like, kind of cracked in the eye or something, but he looks so much like Alex from Clockwork Orange if Alex oh. from Clockwork Orange was wearing a blue shirt, like he has like the bowler hat on, and I swear he has maybe eyeliner on, okay. in a way that Alex from from Clockwork, the main guy in Clockwork Orange, has sort of like accentuated like eyelinery eyes. Interesting. And I had I never think of it until this scene, and I think of it during this scene every single time. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, and it's also he's wearing suspenders, which we've talked about before, but some for some reason the way they shoot this shot, I'm like. Oh, yeah, Alex from Clockwork Orange. Interesting. So, hmm. and it never happens again. doesn't happen before. It doesn't happen since. But it's just this one scene. I don't know what I it is. I have never noticed that. Yeah. Uh, so then the, the t-shirt guy says, sure, and gives him one. I haven't related to, to the curly-haired uh, brother of uh, DJ Khaled, um, who I ha- I've been assuming is the bass player, but I, I don't know. Um, I think of him as the roadie, even though I do think that he <laughs> has an actual function, like, in the band and not just right. for the band. Right. We don't but see him, like, with an instrument, do we? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Also, T-shirt guy was the one who was, like, bringing speakers and stuff in, or amps right. in. So, right. I don't think they have a roadie. <laughs> right. Um, he, so th- this, for the first time, curly haired guy is someone who I super relate to because I would be this guy. He says, Hey guys, what'd you think about a reunion? Nothing big, a few new songs, mostly old stuff. 
it's hilarious because they've broken up like half an hour before Mm -hmm. and i think and never played a concert right exactly right new songs old stuff it's hilarious that's that's fantastic yes then the singer and uh the drummer who i i hadn't noticed maybe he sort of it's almost like he moonwalked backwards into the shot (laughs) like because when the singer asks for a shirt i see curly hair and t-shirt guy and the singer and then when Curly Hair proposes the reunion, all of a sudden, boom, there's Donald Faison. Like, yeah. some sort of drumming Houdini. Yep. Um, Hootie Houdini is what he would go by um, in this movie. Hootie um, as in, like, Hootie and the Blowfish? Hootie and the Blowfish, right, right. Sure. Because of the, because of the hat. Um, yes. And so I said, singer and drummer agree that they could be into that. And they look at each other like lovers reconciling. Aww. It is the most, don't interrupt this look, look of this movie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then the singer puts the drummer's cowboy hat on him, and the drummer chucks the singer's chin a little bit, and then the whole band hugs. And I said, Aaron, this is my favorite note I've taken, I think, so far. Aww. I said, and this, this is the real Love Burger. Oh, yes, it is. The real Love Burger <laughs> was the friends they made along the way. That's true. Each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, what, what about that, that trope, uh, band to broken up band to back to band again? That's my favorite fanfic trope. That's, that's a pretty good bandfic trope. Yeah. Bandfic is, is very good, and I, I really want to Oh, is that not it. what you said? I, it isn't what I said, but I, I love that your brain thought that enough. Yeah. I wish I, I'd said it. I heard bandfic, so yeah. I'm going to give that one to you because I thought you came up with it. And nice. let's be honest, it sounds like something you would come up with. It, it is. It is. If I hadn't said it, you would have like four seconds later. So per, Perhaps, perhaps. And then we cut to what I'm... Uh, no, it's... As far as I can remember, it's the second... It's the penultimate, ugh, I wish this was cut from the movie sort of moment. It's not mm-hmm. as bad as the Mike being called the homophobic slur, because it's it's not just sort of there and, like, treated as a punchline. Okay, sure. It's something is being done, and it is bad, and it is immediately punished. Or at yes. least shown that it is not good, and the person... I'm going to say regrets it. We don't actually get to necessarily see that specifically, but... The person recognizes that they have made an error? Correct. So... Yeah. We are now in the scene that I am... I'm excited to talk to you about for other reasons, but basically what happens is the two homeboys, who I mm-hmm. will remind you are white, mm-hmm. um, approach several black men. I think there are a couple black women there, too. I think there's one. I think there's, I think there's one who is sort of revealed. She's sort of standing behind one of the other black men in terms of where the camera is. Yeah. So they come up to these black men at the party, and I wrote none of which we've seen up to this point. Because we've seen several black characters. Yes, but not this particular group of, right. like, six black dudes. <laughs> right. Just all hanging out together. Yeah. Exactly. Also, these guys all look like they are at least seniors in college. At, at the very, very least, exactly. Like, they could be well into their 20s. Right, right. <laughs> homeboy number two, and I checked this, it is homeboy number two. Is that beanie homeboy or vi- upside-down visor homeboy? It is uh, who I was thinking home- of as not in Crossroads homeboy. Okay, uh, beanie, I that homeboy. Is beanie homeboy. Yes. Beanie homeboy, yes. Um, he asks what is up with his, and then he, I wrote at first racial slur, but he doesn't say a racial slur. He says 
I change it to word that it's not okay for him to say. Right. Because it's it's not a racial slur if you're a person that is okay to saying it. Right. It is kind of an adaptation of a racial yeah. slur that has been taken back by the black yeah. community. And if you're black, it's yeah. fine to use this word. If you're white, it's not. So then there's an audible record scratch. Mm-hmm. Is that one of the musical cues that you were talking about? It was not. It oh, was not. Okay. That that is that is more of a musical cue than than what I was. That's more of a sound effect, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, but I forget how cartoony this movie is sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this is a, an, an example of how cartoony it is. Yes. I counted four black men look at him incredulously. I could have miscounted. At first, I saw three, but then I paused it to like take a note. And I was like, oh, there's a fourth guy. So I wrote four. So could have been six, could have been four. I have no idea matter. how many it was. For yeah. some reason, I had more than four in my head, but... but it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a whole... It's more than the two that right. the homeboys represent. So they run off and the, the homeboys give chase. And then now, now I have a transitional moment between this movie and the rabbit hole I fell down. Okay. In the credits, there is one person credited as real homeboy. Okay. So I don't know which one of these gentlemen he is. Okay. I have a theory, but, well, I'll get into it. So his, the actor's name is Brian Hall. Um, he is has a little parenthesis that has a Roman numeral six, which means that he is the sixth Brian Hall sure. to be added to IMDb. Okay. He was in this, an episode of Malibu, California, a movie called The Uh-Oh Show, and a movie called 2010 Moby Dick, and that's it. Okay. 2010 Moby Dick is a modern adaptation of the classic novel of the captain of a high-tech submarine and his obsessive quest to destroy the enormous prehistoric whale that maimed him, starring Barry Bostwick. So, oh. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I, all I could think of when I saw that was, isn't Barry Bostwick the one that's embarrassed to have been in Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes. And if I were... And this is... Hmm. Yeah. This seems more embarrassing. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... Wait, maybe Barry Bostwick isn't the one... The guy who played Rocky is embarrassed about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, okay. I don't know that... I knew Susan Sarandon was totally cool with it. Meatloaf is cool with everything. Right. Tim Curry is... Is... Let's do more. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like Barry Bostwick doesn't necessarily go out of his way to talk about it, but I'm pretty sure that the guy who played Rocky, like, does not act anymore. Oh. I kind of, I mean, like, I kind of get that. If your part is Speedo guy, yeah, I could I could see, like, yeah, I was sort of an object in Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Like, but I also think that Rocky Horror Picture Show is a, is a classic, Agreed. so I'm not sure that I would be, I you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, so then, so Aaron, I want to paint you paint you the scene. Okay. I was like, surely there must be a way to find out which one of these men Brian Hall mm-hmm. is, which one of these men got credited, and which and and the rest didn't, which is wild to me. Right. So I clicked on Homeboy Number One's like character name. Mm-hmm. And Aaron, mm-hmm. these characters, not just the homeboys, but many others, have names. Uh, oh. So you click on the name, and it comes up 
that homeboy number one is DJ Sammy, and homeboy number two is Richie Coolboy with a K. Oh. Jock number one is named Jake, and so not Chris Moore, so there's that theory torpedoed. Damn. Jock number three is apparently named TJ. Okay. And jock number two doesn't get a name, which means that's like at least four black men that don't get yeah. names in this movie, so that's not cool. Um, also, the guy that um, Preston saw, the Ready Whip uh-huh. guy that he called... Carl? Carl. There's no link on his name, so Carl is less canon than these. Okay. The girlfriends are Beth, Cindy, and Rachel, which we knew. Watermelon guy is apparently Matt. Okay. Stone girl is named Stephanie. Uh, Mary is name is the name of the crying drunk girl slash the uh, crowd-surfed girl. Mm-hmm. And with that, I'd like to, if we were the Yule Brothers, mm-hmm. I would play a jangle. And that jangle would introduce a segment called Can't Hardly Wait Minute Theater. Okay. Aaron, would you please open up the email I sent you called Don't Open This Yet, Part 1. I literally forgot that you did that. So, yes, let me go to my email, which is taking forever to load. Okay, Don't Open Yet, Part 1. Okay, tell me when... You want me to open it now? Not, not yet. Okay. The, so, I clicked on every name that had a hyperlink on okay. it. Okay. To see if there was people named. And it was weird. Like, X-Files, no names. Okay. Like, some people had names, some people didn't, and I don't understand why or where these names specifically came from. I don't know if there's, like, a transcript or, like, a screenplay somewhere. Right. And why they wouldn't... I'm so confused and, and, and blown away by this. But so, I clicked on Stone Girl. Okay. Expecting nothing. Mm-hmm. Because she literally is just looking at a banana. But, now if you open the email, there is an entire scene between her and Kenny. Oh. That I would like to perform with you. And yes. if you notice there is a third character, I am going to plan on getting Tracy to read the third character's lines later. And we're going to post those in so that we have a full scene for Can't Hardly Wait Minute Theater. Hey, everyone. It's James here. Um, It's from the future or the past or both. So we decided uh, in a part that I will have cut because I'm just going to say what we did right here to have all the parts that Aaron didn't read be read by people from Wet Hot American Moon Juice, another Scavengers Network show. So I will give you the credits at the end. You would have normally heard my voice doing the parts that Aaron didn't read and that Tracy didn't read, but we decided to have Daniel, Kyle, Mason, Morgan, and Tracy uh, do the voices. Hey, it's James from a couple minutes after I record that other thing. I guess we decided I'd play Kenny. So uh, (laughs) I guess that's something. Okay. Back to me, and then back to Aaron. Uh, so that's what's going to happen next. Perfect. Okay. So, Kenny walks up to a stone girl. Hey, what's up? Damn, it is noisy in here. Want to go talk outside? Should be quieter out there. Okay. Kenny sees that the girl's eyes are blank. Do you, uh, want a drink? Okay. Uh, how about I poison it? Okay. Hey, what do you say we uh, go upstairs and another girl enters? Uh, she has Candy, Stoned Girl's friend. So a, a, a character that didn't even have, didn't even, I don't think made it into the movie has a name, but Jack number two doesn't get one. Okay. So anyways. Stephanie, there you are. To Kenny. Thank 
God, you found her. She just took three thingies of herbal ecstasy and wandered off. She's so out of it. Anything could have happened and she probably wouldn't even know it. Oh God, I was so worried somebody was, well, you know, taking advantage of her or something. Here, help me get her on her feet. Kenny helps the friend help the stone girl stand up and the two girls walk off. Come on, honey. I'm going to take you to the car. (laughs) And scene. So that was Stone Girl's entire scene that was cut. And I, now again, there may be a deluxe Can't Hardly Wait edition with deleted scenes. The version, the DVD I have does not have deleted scenes. So that is brand new to me. That is wild and has me now very excited for part two of Don't Open This Yet. Yep. So part two was when I clicked on Crowd Surfed Girl or Crowd Surfing Girl who is who was originally known as Drunk Crying Girl. Uh, and there are several scenes that um, I will... You may open the okay. email. I will uh, set up the scene. You will play the part of Crying Drunk Girl. And, and Kyle will be the subtitles. Oh, okay. So if you need to take a second to get in the space of being drunk beyond comprehension. Okay. Great. Great, great, great. All right. So first scene... The crying drunk girl walks up to Preston and Denise upon their arrival at the party. This best you ever checks here. This is the best party ever. I'm so gonna miss you guys next year. Preston watching the drunk girl stumble away. There's one at every party. And Denise says Kind of makes you never want to drink, huh? Okay, next scene. Exchange student. Would you like to touch my penis? I am a sex machine. It's a good session, yes. I'd like to touch your penis. All right, next scene. The crying drunk girl hears Kenny and Denise in the upstairs bathroom. You're in a Shelly Gears chair. Did anyone hear that? Someone's yelling for help upstairs. Penultimate scene. To Amanda, who's asking questions about Preston. Snow sunshine shines humbers has sing. I know who Preston Myers is. I can give you his phone number, his address, anything. So we're gonna save. I think we should save the last scene, which is uh, takes place during these minutes that we're covering. Yes. For when these minutes happen. Yes. So I can stay tuned for part two point ten of Can't <laughs> uh, Hardly Wait Minute Theater. <sighs> so. Homeboy runs off and the and the the guys give chase. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I forgot what we were talking about before. Yep. Yeah. And then we cut to Kenny and Denise. He lays her down. They 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 sort of tossing clothes yeah. away. Even though it still looks like they're still pretty much fully clothed, so I'm not really sure. Well, so she's wearing her bra. Right. And he doesn't have a shirt on anymore. Right. And if I may make this comment right here, his braids and his whole hair situation, when he is looking down and gravity is pulling them towards the front of his face. Mm-hmm. Now, they looked silly before, but <laughs> they look silly, very silly right now. Yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's like if you were going to be making out with someone and they had those braids, you really have to care about them in order to not just be laughing the whole time mm-hmm. is, what is basically my point, I think. Yep. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's accurate. <laughs> so uh then he sort of puts her down on the floor and she very relatably 
says, ah, cold floor, cold floor. Now, wasn't she lying on a towel or a bath mat or something? I didn't see one, but okay, as we've proven this week, yeah, not great, not a great witness. Yeah. Okay. I am going to back us up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There's like a towel there. Yeah. It could be. No. You know. It could be. I don't know where they are in the bathroom. Well, they're under the sink. Right. So it could be that there's like a a smaller bath mat that her head is on, but her back is touching cold floor. Cold floor. I suppose that's true. But that's that's the only reason. That's the only thing I can I can think of. Yeah. Because if she's just taken off her shirt, then her whole, well, most of her whole back is is going to be touching touching floor of some That's sort. That's true. And, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll accept that. Okay. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> successfully, successfully defended. Yeah. So, but that's all I have. Yeah. That's, that's all I have. Cool. All right. Well, you want to give us some social media? Yeah. We have a Twitter for the podcast, which is at JE underscore Minute Movies. We also have individual uh, Twitter handles. Mine is at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network, and we are stoked to be there. Uh, they are a network of podcasts that is just has a full wide range of podcasts to choose from, uh, such as Intentional Sounding. Now, this is a football podcast. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't go, don't go. <laughs> um, this is a football podcast by people that are passionate about football, but also aren't Mike Dexter's. Think about if William was crazy into football. Now, I'm not calling them nerds. I am just saying they are a non-threatening, football-loving podcast. So that is intentional sounding. They haven't put out many episodes lately, but they have a full, they have a full back catalog that you can go through uh, if you look them up on your podcast service of choice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that is intentional sounding. And there are lots and lots of other stuff on the Scavengers Network uh, for you to check out. But that's going to do it. I am... Just really, really stoked that this episode, I thought this episode was going to be like 45 minutes long. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. (laughs) I was like, how long is that going to take? But, you know, it was short and sweet. Well, it wasn't short. It was, I guess, just sweet. Because, you know, the more time you have, the sweeter it is to a point. And that's because time is honeys. Go hot dogs. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.